Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. I am Jay Clark and I am looking forward to this one because I'm joined uh, by two of the most, well, not only entertaining, but electrifying, exhilarating small forwards the game has ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's They're nothing ki- small about us two. Well, Medium-sized medium. forwards. I thought you'd have a bone to pick Stevie's with that. big I'm six, now. I'm 6'2", six, six Jay. Did you? 6'2", small forward. I'll fix that for next time. Medium-sized goal kickers. Of course, they kick 700 goals uh, between them. Uh, five All-Australian jumpers and just the three premierships, which are Stevens. But we'll get to them in a second. As I say, hello, big. Hello to you, Nathan Brown. Number one player in the game for a 10-week period, as you said. Also, the number one punter. In football, so uh, great to be joined by you today, mate. Good to be uh, joined by you too, guys. Uh, can't wait for this one. Can't wait for the footy season to get underway. And I've never seen the shuffling of deck chairs like I have this morning. So uh, <laughs> yes. I wasn't meant to be in this seat. The producer said to Steve, "You can sit in this seat." Yes. And he goes, "Well, actually, my best side is my left side." He goes, "I, I feel I'm a bit ugly on this. I've had a couple of hits, and I'm looking at both sides." Oh, and Stevie yeah, Baker, there's no good Stevie, side. That's mate. the Stevie yeah. Baker side. So I'm going to keep Stevie that. That's Stevie Baker side. So you like yeah. your left side? But I do have two sides to my body, not like you. You only have the left. <laughs> you only have the left foot, mate. Here we go. Oh, you kick on the right and the left. Oh, I, I reckon like I kicked a lot on my right goals. I reckon I might have more than you. Might get some stats on that, Joe. Yes. He's uh, been hunting those stats too. I can see some tension early. We're going to work through that for the whole year. But I feel like we have to break a bit of bread, Stevie, of course. We both uh, spent a bit of time uh, down in Geelong. And I need to sort of set the scene here and wind the, back, the clock back to about 2005. You were a cocky, talented footballer. I was an upstart, sort of wannabe journalist. And we sort of think we know it all, don't we, Browno? The, the journos, etc. Absolutely, you and, do. And you were working at the Geelong Addy. Yes. So I was a kid. It was 2005, what am I, 23 at the time, and you'd had an unfortunate incident out the front of a Geelong night spot, not the, for the first time, um, <laughs> Stevie. So do you want to set the scene about what happened, and then I'll pick up about the story well, I wrote. Yeah, you were a budding young journalist at Geelong Advertiser, yes. and I think you wrote an article on the back page of the paper saying that I was going to be a wasted talent, I was never going to be the player that Geelong thought yeah. I was going to be, <laughs> yeah. and you were trying to make a name for yourself. <laughs> And, uh, at your expense. Actually, at my expense. And uh, it turns out uh, we had a, a quite a heavy hitter down in Geelong that uh, if you had ever had any issues, Ooh. give him a call really? and uh, things can be sorted out. Like a toe cutter. Well, yeah, <laughs> kneecap type stuff. Yeah. And uh, he actually got on the front foot and called oh. me and said, now, have you seen, he this, you. Have you seen this article that Jay Clark's written yeah. that, from the Geelong Advertiser? Would you like me to go and pay him a visit? <laughs> <laughs> That's no word of a lie. Is that right? So what um, I can say, Jay, is you're yes. very lucky that you're yes. still able to walk into this studio. But yes. I'm, I'm over it now, mate. I'm, it's good. all good. I didn't, good. I didn't. I you would have gone with the toe cutter around your house. <laughs> well, I just wonder what mum's reaction would have been at the start because she probably would have answered the door. I think I was, you're still living with your parents well, at 23. You were still living with your parents at 23. Oh, I was still, you know, it's very expensive, these sort of rents with my mates. Anyway, so I'm not sure. Mum, <laughs> <you're gone>. <laughs> um, but that sort of, but I'm not sure, you say the story was bold and heavy handed, etc. I'm not sure it worked because that was in 2005. 2006, you ended up in someone's backyard in Yarrawonga, I think. And then 2007, you were suspended for the first five rounds. I don't think I went hard enough. Well, it turned out okay because you've got to have a bit of fun. I know you're a young journalist, but I was a young footballer. Yeah, living the best life, drink cards at the nightclubs. I know you probably never come across them. Now you're big Jay Z <laughs> Clark, you probably walk in anywhere. But um, as a young footballer, you're trying to enjoy yourself. And then when you get to that stage where it's time to start winning flags, you start to become a bit more professional. He, need, he needs this gig because the last podcast he did was with Scotty Pendlebury. Yeah. He loved Pendles yes. and Pendles wiped it. He said, I don't right. want to do it anymore. So he's been flat ever Ooh. since then. No, this is his last no, go I'm, at a podcast. I keep your ego 
Inch yeah, egg. Up. I'm going to keep it up. Oh, up. Yes. I'm looking forward to um, working with you. And you have been muzzled and chained for 20 years. You've been very boring for a very long time, hasn't he, Brandy? So I'm looking forward to some decent sort of colourful opinions from you. And I tell you what, speaking of colourful opinions, we have got this new segment. It is called Are You Sure? Now, Brownie, this is where I'm going to try and ask you uh, some curly questions. I know at times you can sit on the fence also, and I really want to try and get you to be really forthright. So this is a, this is a segment, are you sure? Are you sure about a popular opinion or a popular convention? And I want to start with Ross Lyon and Brett Ratton because we've been pumping up Ross this whole time, but expectations are low. No one's expecting St Kilda to go that well this year. Brett Ratton guided the Saints to 11 games last year. Are you sure we are being fair on how well he coached the Saints last season? I'm sure that Ross Lyon is the right man for the job. They needed change there. They got change. He's got an awful injury list. But Ross Lyon, worked with him for three years, know him intimately. I think Ross Lyon's the man. And Stevie Johnson, one for you. We've been talking up uh, Joel Selwood, your great mate. We've been pumping him up and, and celebrating and talking about his magnificent career. Are you sure we are not underestimating the huge hole he leaves in that Geelong midfield because he is a champion player. And have they got the stock in reserve? He has been a champion player, but I am sure that they'll uh, still be right up the top of the ladder. They've got young Max Holmes coming uh, into their midfield who's going to be a star of the competition. They bring in Tanner Bruin from the Giants, who I think has only got massive upside, and, uh, and also Henry from Collingwood. Mm. Uh, they've, they've brought in some very good players, Bowes from the Gold Coast. So uh, no doubt they'll be right back up there again. Brownie, I know you like to keep all over the draft. Uh, the number one pick this year, it's already been decided. It's a guy called Harley Reid. He's the next uh, Dustin Martin. He's fending off. He's kicking goals, can play midfield forward and back. Are you sure that the teams who aren't in contention at the halfway point of the season, Hawthorne, Carlton, St. Uh, Collingwood, uh, sorry, Hawthorne, uh, St. Kilda, Essendon, aren't going to completely tank in the back half of the year to get the next Dusty Martin. It's an ugly word, tanking, and I won't use that, but you can orchestrate the way you get players out of your club, like a Gunston, uh, like a few other players, Tom Mitchell, and look towards the draft, and I think it's a smart play. Brisbane, been all the talk of the summer. Uh, Brownie, Jack Gunston, uh, sorry, uh, Jono, J Jack Gunston comes in, really broadens uh, that attacking spread, but are you sure we can depend on Joe Danaher and Eric Hipwood to stand up in big games? I'm unsure about that uh, because they haven't been able to do it in the past. But uh, I think having Gunston at the club, he's a very smart player. He'll work closely with those guys. I think Danaher will have to play the deeper role. We know Gunston's so smart with his leading patterns and uh, Hipwood will probably have to play higher up the ground. He's so athletic. So if they can get it right, they're going to be extremely dangerous ahead of the footy with a midfield that's already going to improve. I agree. Hey, uh, Brownie, the Collingwood Football Club with a fairy tale story of last season and one so many close games last year. Are you sure it wasn't just a complete fluke? I'm sure that Craig McRae is on the right path. They love him down there. The feel of that football club at the moment from everyone you speak to is really good. And I think that gets them over the line in a few games this year. I think they improve. Jordan Ngoi, does he step up to be a superstar? They need a match winner. He's been looking good on the track. Now, ice baths, we've been talking about them a lot, uh, Stevie J, with Jason Horn Francis. Got the boot from North Melbourne because he missed one. Some talk about his body language, etc. Now, this is a little known secret that you also hated ice baths and that Mark Thompson actually had to dunk you in, to plunge you in there to, to go in them. Are you, are you sure ice baths are, uh, are not a complete myth? And has North Melbourne done the wrong thing punting the number one pick, Jason Horn Francis? I'm sure they're uh, 
overrated. I would have been kicked out of North Melbourne, so I wouldn't have got a game at North Melbourne. <laughs> I, well, that's interesting because I reckon uh, I spent more time in the spa than any other player in my time at Geelong mm. and the Giants yep. combined. So uh, they, they almost put a plaque next to the spa to say it's Stevie <laughs> J's spa because I used to love getting in there, um, telling stories with the younger players and, and also, also getting to know them. But the spa is the best form of recovery. Yeah, and lastly for you, Nathan, uh, four umpires this year, of course. It's probably going to mean more whistles. Are you sure this is a good thing for the game? I don't think so. I like three umpires. I even like two umpires, but I think three can get the job done. Very good. That's been a nice start from you two guys. This has been Are You Sure? It's time to discuss the massive Thursday night game. It is uh, Richmond versus Carlton, MCG 90,000 in the house. Absolutely can't wait for this, Brownie. And I'm thinking that Richmond doesn't have the defensive muscle and grit to stop these Carlton forwards. Richmond's back what one you last year. On? Well, we got Harry, Harry Mackay and Charlie Kerno yep. with Jack Silvani, Tom DeConey coming in from the ruck. I think they've got firepower. Can't they going to kick 100 points in this one? No doubt. I don't know how the Richmond defence stopped them. That, that for me, they're going to get the supply with Cripps and Hewitt going in. I can't see how Carlton don't win this. What do you think? Yeah, good to have Hewitt back. Um, midfield battle, as we know, that's where it's won and lost. But this game, and the crux of it is Kerno and Mackay. If Richmond can stop those two guys, they win the game quite comfortably. But Easier said than done. So you had Hopper, you had Taranto. I'll ask you, are they two-way runners? Because Richmond a couple of times last year got routed out of the middle. What do they add from a two-way running perspective? Well, Taranto has the uh, capabilities of become of being a really good two-way runner. He's, he's got a, an elite engine. He does go two ways. Whereas Hopper's more that inside ball that's going to be dishing the ball out to your, your Boltons and your Prestias and the like. So that's where his strengths will come in. But his weakness is his defensive running. So they're going to have to be really strong around the clearance. And then if we're looking at the other end of the ground, the matchup for Dusty Martin's the, the big concern for Carlton mm. for me. I, I don't see a genuine matchup there for him. I know he's a, a good player and hard to stop, even if you've got a great, great matchup. Nick but Newman has done those sort of roles. Sure. Uh, Maybe a bit small to go with Dustin. Yeah, well, you Martin. can't take. You, I don't think you can put Saad or Doherty because of the run that they're able to pr provide Carlton off half back. Mm. So it's going to have to be someone like a Newman who is going to be a shutdown, but you just see Dusty drifting back to the goal square and saying, mm. boys, kick it to me, yep. clear out. I can't tip a winner in this one, but I do have a same game multi yes. for you. So the total points, I think. Early season's going to be high scoring, which it always is. So over 170. You're talking Carlton kicking 100 points, so mm -hmm. that should cover yep. the 170. George Hewitt, 14 of his 15 games last year before he got injured. He had 25 plus, so he goes back in there. Um, and Dustin Martin, you spoke about him. I think it is a minimum for two goals for him. I like it. Uh, Dustin Martin certainly casts a huge shadow over this one. I like your thoughts there, Stevie. Now let's have a look at the broad brush, the premiership market and the Brownlow medal. As you can see there, Marcus Bonson Pally, the Western Bulldog, dogged by that ankle injury last year, Brownie. He is now the $9 favourite to take out the most prestigious individual uh, honour in the game. I like Clayton Oliver at 12s. He has been unstoppable at summer training at Melbourne. What do you like in this one? I'm part? surprised Neil and Oliver aren't the favourites. I, I, that genuinely surprised me that Barkas Bontempelli is the favourite. The one I like is Andrew Brayshaw at 15. Mm. So, Stevie, I know you're keen on Fremantle this year to win enough games, and when they win, he's going to play well. He does, he's not, they don't have a lot of players to take votes off him, as we saw last year. Another year, fit up. I think Andrew Brayshaw is a big price at 15. Yeah, I agree, Brownie. I think that they're going to win a lot of games at footy. Uh, finished fifth last year. They can only improve. He's their best midfielder. Uh, finished third in the Brownlow medal, I think, last year. Um, so he's he's also you know one of my best bets. The other one is Clayton Oliver, who's going to get some genuine 
good supply. Yeah. Um, Gorn and Grundy, mm. even putting it down his throat. I know he's got Petraka that may steal a few votes, but for me it's those two neck and neck There's for the Brownlow medal. Oliver going to win a truckload of the footy this year. I've got no doubt about that. And Jordan Ngoi, I think he's going to shorten significantly. One to watch. Now the Premiership market, we see the Cats. $5.50 to go back to back. They absolutely destroyed the Swans in the grand final last year. Melbourne, though, you think with, a, with that superstar ruck combination, Stevie, what do you like in the Premiership market this year? Yeah, I'm big on Melbourne. I think that uh, coming off a, a poor season, you, you know, they, they won the Premiership, they've had a poor season after that. Yep. Uh, that will be stinging them. They, they will be absolutely training. And you hear reports that their, their pre-season has been as hard as anyone's. It's been brutal. And they've brought in some good players. So uh, for me, it's Melbourne um, starting this week in the right fashion and uh, they'll, they'll maintain that rage throughout the year. It's the top three for me, um, and I'm tipping Brisbane. I think the players they've added to that football club, mm. Gunston adds predictability, got Ashcroft, you've also got Dunkley. I think if they can finish top two, you get the two finals at home, and then you have a crack at the MCG, but Brisbane for me for the flag. Just not sure about them defensively. Yes, they've got Harris Andrews back there, and I know it's all system these days, Brownie. Jack Payne, they'll rely on him at full back, yep. so that's a question mark over Brisbane for mine. Now, this is an absolutely cracking round one. Uh, Carlton Richmond Thursday night, what about this? Geelong Collingwood on the Friday night. Again, it'll be another full house. And it's been an interesting discussion, um, Stevie, because Geelong absolutely nutted the trade period, didn't they? So Selwood goes out, they get the young midfielders come in. I just wonder what's gonna happen up forward if Tom Hawkins isn't gonna play, question mark over Jeremy Cameron and when his wife is gonna give birth. Without Hawkins and without Selwood, how are they gonna go first up against the Pies? They'll just find a way. Uh, good clubs find a way and they've got a sm smart coaching group that uh, will shuffle the, the magnets and, and they'll be okay. They'll find someone to go and play a role, whether it's a Henry Ford of the ball or yep. a Blitzarves. Um, you just can't discount them. Um, anytime they're involved in the game of footy, you just, you just don't tip against them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Collingwood front up. I, I mean, uh, did they overachieve last year? So. Mm. Um, you know, it's going to be a good game. Well, have they built something there that those small wins become bigger wins, three and four goal wins? Everyone's talking about can they win the close ones again? Maybe they're not in close ones. Mm. The yeah. feeling around that footy club, I've been told, is massive. Yeah. Jordan Ngoi, can he become the superstar? Yep. He's already a star. Can he become the superstar? Because they need a match winner. Penderbury's not a match winner anymore. The big clubs have match winners. Dustin Martin, um, you've got Dangerfield, Cameron, who are match winners. Brisbane, they've got match winners. But... Do Collingwood have a match winner? And can Jordan Dugowie become that man? Watching him in match simulation at training, they, he has barged through tackles. Literally, his teammates have not been able to lay a glove yeah. on Jordan Dugowie. He, I'm backing him in. Yeah. I think he can. He, I'm backing in Jordan Dugowie. The, the, the penny has to have dropped for him now. Yeah. I mean, he had a 2019 final series where he was unstoppable. At the end of last year's final series, he almost... Um, had the undoing of Geelong. You yeah. know, he kicked two late goals in that yeah. final quarter. Yeah. Uh, we've seen what he's capable of. And with a strong pre-season, you've been down there watching him, Jay. Yep. If he's at his best physically, yep. he is as good as anyone in the game. Penny's dropped like it did for you at one point <laughs> in time. Now, let's talk about the value in this game. So 25-plus disposal markets. Cameron Guthrie, yep. early season form. I think that's a big price. Nick Dacos, uh, I don't think they tag. They won't tag. So, And Jordan Degowie, we just spoke about him, at the MCG. His numbers at the MCG are big. 
So for me, Guthrie and Dacos are the main ones out of that group. I like that uh, brand in particular with that. So would Guthrie would take control in the engine room, you would think. Now, uh, North Melbourne versus West Coast. We've had a couple of absolute blockbusters. It's fair to say this is uh, fitting in a different Top category. Broadway. Well, Alistair Clarkson, I think he's got to be the massive focus, isn't he? As he tries to lead North Melbourne uh, to a round one win over West Coast. It is only the second time in 12 months the Kangaroos has started a game favourite, I believe, a dollar. I can't pick a winner out of this one. It, versus... could, it wouldn't surprise me if Kangaroos won by 10 goals. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me if West Coast won by 10 goals. If I didn't know the scores, yeah. someone showed me on Monday, yes. I'd go, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> yes. so I can't pick a winner in this one. Yes. I'm not going to be in it. And Elliot Yo, so he's uh, really struggled with his injuries, of course, only five games last year. I think out uh, of this round one team, of course, with a calf issue. Have you got a strong feel on it, uh, John? I'm a bit with Nathan here. If I'm, if I'm having a bet, I would probably say North Melbourne just, but move on. Move it, on. It is tricky. We mentioned Port Adelaide before. They take on uh, Brisbane, of course, over there at Adelaide Oval. What a massive start to the season is for Ken Hinckley. Those first four week, five weeks, uh, tough games, and you think it's going to be make or break for the senior coach. Are you expecting him to navigate that start and and be in a secure position, or are we going to be talking about him getting the sack at round five? That was zero six? and five last year. Yep. You'd love an easy kill first round at, at, at your own home ground. But yep. unfortunately, they've got Brisbane, who look unbelievable against the Cats. I know the Cats didn't have a full squad in, mm. but what they've added to that list is outstanding. And I'm, yep. as I've said, I'm keen on Brisbane this year. But for Port Adelaide, um, I think I've found some value in the, the, the new player, Jason Horn francis and yep. also Miles Bergman. Yep. So Miles Bergman had a really good 2021 and then missed a lot of footy last year. He had 25 disposals last week in the practice max, Bergman. He's 675, he does that again, or 235 <laughs> for 20. And then Jason Horn francis will play more time in the midfield. So with those two going to the midfield, Connor Rosie, Ollie Wines, their midfield stacks up now, Port Adelaide. Yep. It's Ken Georgiades, Ken, Big Charlie Dixon. Yep. Can they get the job done and kick enough goals for Port Adelaide? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to watch the way Connor Rosie goes about his footy this mm. year. Uh, we've seen what he's capable of going through the midfield late last year. I think he can become a genuine A-grader in the competition. And, and, and with the likes of Horn, Francis and Butters, Kenny's finally got the list that can take him yep. uh, right up to the top of the ladder and have a crack at it. Yeah, Orazio Fantasia back from injury. Willie Rioli across the nullable from West Coast. Quickest player in the AFL, Orazio Fantasia. I reckon if you Lined them all up, yep. and you said go, yep. he'd win. Might be no something. way, Brownie. Yep. No. He would. Oh, he's going oh, to I haven't got someone there to beat him straight off, off, the, off the top, but. You can't. I'll, I'll, think I'll come back to you on that. Pe There's no way Petra Petra is the fastest player in the competition. Fantasia would blow him away. He's lightning. Well, if you can get on the park, Brownie, then we might see that. In fact, he might be in the grand might finals. Petra Shelley would smack him. He said that five minutes ago. Yeah, I know, but I'm with Jay. I'm pumping his tyres back up. I tend to take him down a bit early. So we to hit me on him once, that is the sort of football genius we're going to get on In The Back Pocket this year with Steve Johnson. And next, we're going to go into that magnificent brain of his for the coach's office and delve into some sort of strategy and stuff for the upcoming 2023 season. This is In The Back Pocket. We'll have more next. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Now, I'm very excited for this segment because not only was Stevie Johnson one of the smartest players the game has ever seen inside Ford 50 with his crafty goal kicking, you also then learnt from John Longmire and Leon Cameron as well. So there's so much information in that bonce of his that, I, that we uh, want to get out of him in the coach's office. 
He did shout. How much did he shout at you, John Longmire, there, Stevie? Because he did seem to go on these big rants. He abused <laughs> everyone, and you're sort of copping it. You and Cox here sort of get a bit fierce. He was a, he's a great man during the week. The horse yes. go go out for lunch with us every day. But when it comes to match day, if you ever see him do this, yes. <laughs> you. you <laughs> My eardrums would burst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could uh, lose it, that's for sure. Hey, want to pick your brain about your old club, GWS, because for years, Steve, you've been writing about it, and Brownie's saying all these top picks and they're all on a million dollars a year. But is it the most overrated and overhyped midfield in the game? Because last year we saw them all run one way and I didn't lot of see a lot of defensive action from Josh Kelly and Steve and Keneally, Lockie Whitfield, these guys. Am I being too harsh or have we pumped up these guys too much? It's going to be interesting to watch with the way that they want to play now. They've come out publicly and said that they want to play the Tsunami style, which is really fast-paced, frenetic, a la Richmond and Collingwood. Um, pressure. You know, pressure, take the contest. Uh, the question mark over the Giants midfield is can they run two ways? Can they defend the quick footy? That's why Leon Cameron didn't necessarily want to play that way because he felt the likes of Tom Green, Caniglio, uh, Kelly, these guys, it didn't suit them. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see you know, how quick they actually play and whether those midfielders can uh, can run the other way if it, if it comes We've back. We've only seen one game so far, and the Tsunami was on show against Gold Coast in that yeah. practice game. So they've added Callahan in there. Um, they've got some players who can run both ways, but I like the fact that Adam Kingsley has come from Richmond and he's going to play that sort of game style. They just push it forward as much as they can, and then they've got to defend on the other side. So their forward line looks a lot more dangerous than what it did last year. So Himmelberg goes back there. Riccardi was good. You've yep. got Jesse Hogan. If he can play a full season, Toby Green. So that's a, that's a four pronged attack, which I like. Yeah, it, it does really suit those players forward of the footy. So uh, Toby's going to, you know, if he can get more one-on-one -on -one matchups, if the ball gets to him quicker, um, he's going to be as good as anyone in the competition. Hogan's so good 1v1 one, one one, and will suit someone like a Jake Riccardi who doesn't necessarily love jumping into packs, but if he can use his run to get space and, and the ball gets in there a bit quicker, he can be quite dangerous. Stevie, next up, it's been the talk of the past four or five weeks, really. Sam Darcy going forward for the Western Bulldogs. They're playing four key forwards for the past premiership sides have been won by the pressure at ground level, the, the, the tackle pressure in attack, but the Bulldogs are going big. Is this going to work for Luke Beveridge? Well, we're going to see first up because, I mean, they've got Jamari Hagen, uh, they've got Norton, uh, lobs come in and Darcy. also Darcy so it's it's a it's a big threat I mean if they can start marking the ball it's going to force opposition teams to then have to play taller behind the ball so the worry is if the ball hits the ground it might bounce out of there and they won't yeah. be able to defend on the back of it yep. but on the flip side if those blokes start marking the ball and the opposition has to go and play taller then it may work in their favour. So you're asking if you look beverage right so does he go all right well we've been scored against on the transition time and time again last year. We couldn't yeah. defend. Are we going fast into these forwards? Because every forward wants it in fast. Or are we going slow so that allows our players to push up yep. and not allow the ball to come out as easy so we get multiple entries? So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it is. And, and no doubt you're always going to come out fast from stoppage. So you haven't got a choice there. you just got to hope that those guys are well connected and work well together. But I would say with your ball movement, if you're coming from your back half, you go with the slow chipping style of play uncontested marks, launch that ball into those tall forwards knowing that one of them's every chance of marking the ball. Uh, but if not, you can help actually help set up your defence on the back of that. So their midfielders in Bontempelli, McRae, Libba, these guys are actually in really good position to defend the ground because I think if they play really quick to those talls, um, the dogs 
in past history, have been scored against on turnover, going straight back through the middle of the ground on them. Got to so be it's a game style change, yeah. all movement style change. And they need to defend better. You're right about that, the Bulldogs, because they've been pox all year in that area. Gorn and Grundy, Gr- um, Grundy, Maximilian, Gondi. Uh, we're running out of nicknames for them. I think they like the Tap Brothers as their preferred nickname. Is it going to work? They've got Max Gorn, one of the best ruckmen in the competition. And now Brody Grundy, Stevie, is going to take the reins over him. How do you see this ruck combination uh, working? Well, I'd say it being the best ruck combination in the league by uh, some some way. Uh, I think it's going to work where Grundy's going to take the majority of the ruck and Gorn's going to be spending more time forward of the footy. So Grundy is a great around-the-ground type ruckman and, and Gorn is probably more uh, advantage to the centre bounce. So whether it's Gorn takes the centre bounce, pushes forward and Grundy comes up and takes the ruck, but I think Gorn ahead of the ball... You know, at the top of the square, a target there for them. They've got dangerous smalls at ground level. Mm. Uh, I see him kicking 30-plus goals this year. Now, I hope that Gorn has been practicing the Tom <laughs> Hawkins grab it out of the ruck snap. Mm. All right? Because that could add, you know, five, ten goals to his tally at the end of the year. And if he kicks a goal a game or maybe two goals every now and then, then you've got a 30-plus 30, 30 goal forward who can then push into the ruck and support Grundy. How good's that look? I like the fact that Grundy can go to the bench and spend... Seven, eight minutes. So he's he's hunting at ground level for a ruckman. Is uh, I think it's unsurpassed. I think he hunts the ball around the stoppage more than any other. Yep. So if you can have seven or eight minutes off, Gorn goes into the ruck and then he goes back in and gives that big seven or eight minutes again. I, I think it's a win-win. I think we're all big fans. It is going to be a massive talking point that ruck combination. But I do want to pick your brains maybe in a couple more weeks about what John Longmore was actually saying <laughs> under his hand at times. That has been the coach's office. <laughs> Now, we uh, touched on this before, fellas. The Melbourne Western Bulldogs uh, game should be an absolute cracker. But, uh, Brown, I just want to raise this first. Some exclusive uh, vision. You know, I'm out in the car parks. I'm hunting around sort of training grounds. I'm always annoying players. That is Steve May. This is a scoop here on the exercise bike. The gun key defender for Melbourne um, couldn't train. He's got a calf problem. He's not going to be in the Tour de France either, is he? No. <laughs> Did you see? So I believe you got this vision yes. and straight after you got this vision, yes. Simon Goodwin has blown up large and he's kicked you out of the training session. Is that right? Yeah, that's true, uh, Brownie. I'd like to think that I'll get along well with Goody, but he but was... But he invited you down, first of all. He said, you're welcome down to Casey. So you've gone all the way out to Casey. It took me an hour. They're trying to get out of the joint. I you drive film the when you journo. can't film. Who goes down there? Who cares enough about that Are you that allowed joint? to film, though? Is there, a, is there a word that says, no, you don't film? Or are you allowed to go in there, carte blanche, get your well, phone out? Well, Ross Lyon at St Kilda Training has been saying, please don't film, which might seem a bit over the top. Maybe they're going to have to put that up at Melbourne because he got, I got Goody kicked me out and he didn't do it face-to-face. He sort of got one of his little media guys. But you've spoken to him on the phone that day. I we had the press conference. I said, Can he I said, come down. He said, you're welcome, Jay-Z. And then he kicked you out. And then he kicked me out. So do you know what I, I did? I think that's funny. <laughs> do you know what I did, Fowdy? What did went, you do, Jay? I, said, I went behind the gate, right, yeah. and stood up on a dumpster on a bin and I had an even better view from up there. So I was watching Gorn and Grundy and Lockie Hunter do his thing. sort of uh, journo yes. stuff. You just think we stay it's in their funny. office. It's funny that some coaches... Um, their ovals are in a public space, yeah. yet they still yeah. want to kick people out. Yeah. You can't move someone from a public yeah. space. Well, if they can? want to watch the training session, the they can. Who cares? Although when you trained, I forget which grand final you played in so many of them, Steve J. We had helicopters. Uh, that was how important you were. Was it your fitness test for the... It was a the... fitness test. There was about three choppers hovering above. Mm, yes. and, uh, All right. I think yeah, Melbourne anyway. win this game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I like the fact Stephen May, if he plays or not, I think he yep. plays. I don't think he plays, but I yep. think they play the same style. Melbourne win this game. The... 
uh, is there value in the 25-plus disposal market? Um, I think there is. I think there's a lot of players in there who can get a lot of the ball. So Petrarca for me, Bailey Dale is mm. around $1.80 at the moment for 25-plus disposals. Yep. Round 23 last year, I think he dropped about $1.30. So you're getting – and Tom Libertore, he's as fit as he's been. Yep. Spoken in the off-season, yep. his body is ready to go. I think Tom Libertore is going to have a big season. Speak to him at the pub or? Uh, no, I spoke to him at a sports bet function. <laughs> okay, very good. No Salem, no Viney, no Fritch. I'll take Melbourne, Joe, still. Oh, I'm not yep. sure. I think the Bulldogs are a huge chance in this one. I'd be holding fire potentially. Gold Coast versus Sydney. Uh, Stevie J. Gold Coast, this is a make or break year, isn't it, for Stewie Jew? I don't have him in my top eight. Do you think there are any chance of getting off to a hot start against the grand finalists? Well, they've been known to get off to hot starts. Um, so, And they've got a great rec- record against uh, the Swans. Yes. Um, uh, Took Miller, he's fit and firing. He's just about been best on ground in the last four times they've played the, the Swans. So uh, big big in for them at the start of the season. I think they've got massive upside, the, the Gold Coast Suns, and I think the Swans are slightly underdone. They've had some injury issues in the last month. Guys won't be at their absolute best to start the year. What about Errol Gordon? We've been talking about him a lot, Brandy. 45 touches in a game. And you put the flag in the ground. on the, I remember this last year. You said, watch this guy. He can yeah. become an absolute So you play more midfield time. So uh, unless he gets tagged, I can't see who he doesn't get 25 disposals in this game. One of the top three players in the competition, ball going inside forward. 50. I, mean, I think Mitch Duncan's still number one mm. at retaining so the ball going inside. Absolutely. So he had 45 and kicked three. I like him. And the other guy I like, I love the lizard. I love the lizard. He <laughs> slithers around Nick Blakey. He plays. <laughs> On now, this get this a hundred percent of his kick ins last no. year. So, oh, he I mean, there's got to be a couple of times where you say, No, I'm gonna kick it <laughs> and I'm gonna give a teammate an opportunity 100 percent of the time. I reckon I you play had with, a teammate, mate. I play with Joel Bowden, who used to run, he might have been playing half forward, he used to run down there <laughs> and take him. I think Nicky <laughs> Del Sano a, was a was a was a serial uh, kick inner take yeah, off. What yeah. about a Geelong? No, I just remember Joel Bowden, he used to rush the ball from 30 <laughs> meters like he was r- playing NFL. He loved his stat, mate. <laughs> he loved the stat. The lizard loves the stat. Very good. Now, hey, it's time. Uh, we love lists, don't we? We love the big power rankings. It is time now for Nathan Brown's top five. We don't have a stinger. Oh, so let's get into sorry. it. There it is. Okay, so you're thrown to it. So this isn't the best players in the competition. I think this is the most important players in the competition. And I'll start with Stephen May yep. and Max Gorn. They're five and one. So two players in my top five. So what that says to me is if you can beat Max Gorn and you can well the influence of Stephen May, Mm. you'll go a long way to beating Melbourne. Now I'll go back to number two, and uh, he's a big man. He can play on smalls like he's played on Dustin Martin. He can play on tools. Tom Stewart, he can also play the third man in. He's a beautiful kick of the football. Um, I don't see him make mistakes. I think he's just about the most important player, Geelong Howard. I know they've got Jeremy Cameron. I know they've got Tom Hawkins. He is an absolute star. Marcus Bontempelli at three. If the dogs win games, he's normally in the top two or three players. If they have a poor game and Bontempelli doesn't play well, then that's the reason. He is so um, intertwined in how they win and what they do. And Toby Green's exactly the same. Toby Green, if the Giants win, Toby Green's playing well. If you stop Toby Green, the Giants can't win a game of football. So for me, top five most important players in the comp, not so much the best, but the most important. Yeah, I don't understand your theory on having two players from the same team. Mm. I just don't think that that's acceptable, but <laughs> Toby Green. It's my list. Me, I can do it. You know, I love Toby. Yes. And you know, there's a lot of men love there, but um, he is the most important player to mm-hmm. his team yep. if they're going to win the game. Okay, so 
if he plays well or if he doesn't play well, they can't win. I can accept that and, and disagree. And I can have two players in. All so right, well, you think there's a more important player in the comp than Stephen May, apart from Toby Green, or outside that top five that I haven't thought of? You let me know. We'll right, come back we'll to that next on. week. We've got to move on. It's GWS, GWS, excuse me, your old mob, uh, Stevie, versus Adelaide. We're going to keep this one short because, let's be honest, they're much bigger games. What do you think in this one, Stevie? Can your man, uh, Toby, Gran, Toby Green, lead the Giants to victory in uh, his first yeah, game? Yeah, I, I think they can win. I think yep. they've got a good first-up uh, team in Adelaide, uh, still a, a budding young team. Uh, at home, genuine excitement around the club with the new game plan. Yep. Um, I think they'll win first up. Yep. If this game was in Adelaide, I'd tip Adelaide, but yep. it's in the Giants territory, so I'll tip yep. the Giants. Time for Hawthorne, Essendon. Two clubs have been uh, talked about as a potential wooden spoon, and we know the massive rebuild that's happening under uh, Sam Mitchell. You've been quite positive on Sam and the Hawks. Brownie, you like what they're building in terms of the offensive game I think he's a good coach. Game I think he's, he doesn't have yep. the stock on the park at the moment to yep. uh, go anywhere this year, but I I love the fact that they're going to go to the draft. They'll finish down near the yep. bottom somewhere. But I think Sam Mitchell's just learning yep. as he goes along. And you watch out for the Hawks in, in three years' time. What about Zach Merritt? He's the new captain of Essendon, carries a huge load in that Essendon engine room. And now talking about being the best defensive player of the club, is that going to affect his ball winning? Well, we know the opposition teams are going to go after him. And now he's the captain. How is he going to handle that? Mm. And are those guys that are in the engine room with him, your Shields and your Parishes, are they going to go out of their way to help support Merritt when opposition teams target him? Because mm. the, 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 the big question on Essendon in the past is if you can keep these guys, their possessions down, um, keep their impact low, uh, and you can sort of get a three or four goal advantage at any stage in the game, well, then they'll roll over. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 big, the big worry for them is, has Brad Scott got them mentally prepared and he, is he capable of standing up when things aren't going his way as captain? The great point, Stevie. Defensively, big question marks over the Bombers. We're going to put you under the pump next, Stevie. We're excited about this segment. It's Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay coming up next on In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. It's the Ross Lyon off St Kilda versus Fremantle at uh, Marvel Stadium on Sunday. I want to get stuck straight into it, uh, Brownie. Surely the Dockers, who are in top four mode, are morals. Yes, they are going to win this game. So St Kilda, injury list, it's very, very long. Fremantle, best bet of the round. Any chance he can weave some magic, Ross Lyon? Pull an upset, Joe? I don't, I don't think so, Joe. No, Fremantle, my uh, my big mover this year. I think they're in flag contention. And chance for the grand final? I think they might be 15 bucks to make the oh, grand final. I think final. they'll finish top four. They finished fifth last year. Yeah. Further improvement from their younger players through that midfield. Luke Jackson, it will be a big watch. Now, we've been excited about this, uh, Brownie. It's, um, we've, got, we've got to bring home this uh, show strong. It is Stevie Yay, Stevie Nay. I think you're a bit more excited than what I am, but I've got some, <laughs> I've got some buzzers. So we've got into the budget okay. this year, and we've got a yes, right. we've got a no, Stephen. Yes. Right, there Are you we going to fix up those graphics? It'll be right. You look quite young in. Um, I, don't, the, I don't think it looks like you. There's Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Right, first up, uh, Stevie. Obviously, quite simple. Yep. What happens here, Stevie? A Stevie. Now, I want to have a look at one of your ex-teammates, the great man Tom Hawkins, a fight in last year's grand final. This is him on Team Photo Day. Yeah. Stevie Yay to the goatee. Yeah, yeah well, I, th I was 
think Tom's a little bit mis misunderstood. He's, he is a little bit rough around the edges. I've had plenty of time with Tom off the field. Yes. Uh, but he's never put a foot wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think this is just his way of it's expressing... It's a hard edge. He's, he's expressing himself a little bit there. <laughs> the rugged Tomahawk. I like it, Stevie. Now, uh, speaking of your old teammates, Jason Gilby, of course, uh, was at GWS while you were there. Just, Who was um, that? <laughs> Lindsay Gilby retired years ago. It's Jason Gilby at GWS, isn't he? Oh, you, or you only uh, talk to the stars. Kelly. Um, Jason Gilby. Canelio. Mm. Anyway. Um, he is only drinking milk. Oh, <laughs> I completely stuffed that up. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kid that's been drafted. Yes. Yeah, keep right. going. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you stuffed it up. You yeah, stuffed the milk it up, one. Keep going. I thought yes. he was there. Yes. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. Right. It's kind of like the, the theory about the, the hot hot colds. Who yes. knows what works best? It's got him this far. He's got drafted. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, son. Ice ice bath or drink milk. You got nothing nothing alike. So I don't, I don't know where you're going with that one. I would potentially I'd go with the chocolate milkshake. Didn't explain that very well. He only drinks milk instead of drinking water, which oh, we'll do the next one better. Then. Extraordinary. Put yourself up. I, 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 but on. I butchered it. I'm sorry. So the Ed Sheeran concerts completely ripped up. Ripped up the MCG uh, surfs. Of course, cost them a million dollars to fix it. No. Stevie, no to the concerts. Prioritise footy. Prioritise the footy. We want the G in mint condition. Richmond v Carlton. Tonight, uh, it's got to be in pristine condition, so uh, get rid of the concerts. I'm hearing it cost them two million to relay the mm. turf. Okay, question number four. Gil McLaughlin, it's been a John Farnham style, I'm, hang I'm hanging on. <laughs> it, it must be some sort of uh, bonus on the line again. Yeah? <laughs> yes. There has to be a bonus. Mm. I mean, he's, he's, he's hung around. Retired, he retired 12 about ago. 12, 18 months ago. Mm. They're going through a lot of legal matters at the moment. Andrew Dillon's waiting in the wings. He's the man for the job. Just... Move aside, Gil. Gil. <laughs> Andrew comes in, take, takes the top top dog role. All right. For Gil. Another question for me. We've seen a young player have an issue at a Torquay pub over the off-season. Will that make him a Hall of Famer? A Hall of Famer? <laughs> like the other... Yeah. <laughs> like the other clown, well, he's got broke his, he, broke he's his, got both a little his bit to live up to, big shoes to fill. Um, but um, look, what I think he's going to be a very part? good player. He's unfortunate, or you know, he done something wrong there. Um, I probably would have pre preferred to have been in the trouble Ooh. he got because I had to have eight operations on my ankles after breaking a jump in the fence. Yes. But, um, I didn't know where he was going to go. He's certainly a bit of a away from me. It did take you a while back. And lastly, a few, uh, Jono, um, coach of the Yarrawonga Pigeon, of course, and the mighty Ovens and Murray Football League. Are you going to take them to the title? Oh, well, I'm sitting either way here, Jay. I can't say yes or no because I know the opposition coaches in the Ovens and Murray will, will be watching this show. <laughs> and, you know, we've got a decent list there. We're training hard. We'll see how we you go. You saw when my power rankings you. before. Who can you not afford to lose? Give me a name. Mm. Give me a name that you'd hate to get injured. Baza. Uh, I'd probably say Lee Williams. Lee he's Williams. A, he's our right. forward. Uh, he kicked about seventy goals last year, so uh, pretty important player. Lethal for us. Williams. I like we'll keep uh, an eye on him. Well, fair to say, a bit of room for improvement on my behalf. <laughs> on um, on that, of course, that has been Stevie A or Stevie Nay. Now, we also need a bit of a fill-up, of course, in this yeah. uh, show to Brownie. And you are man on this front. Can you please explain the 20% play? So the 20% play is is like a pro punter type thing where you start with a kitty. It might be $1,000, might be $100, but you get 20% 
each play, right? So every week you try and get 20% winner and you roll that into the next week, into the next week, into the next week. If you started with $1,000 and you 20% each week rolled it in mm -hmm. and you got all 23 weeks right. We're going to Bali. 66,000 mm. you would be. Now, obviously, it's hard to do. Mm. But this is my first bet for the week. So I'm going to start with 1,000. Mm. Going to go to charity if we get it. But Carlton with a 42 and a half point head start. So Carlton, Ooh. if Richmond win by 43, I lose the bet. Yep. Melbourne against the Western Bulldogs. Ooh. If Melbourne lose by more than 27 and a half, that would be 28 in normal people's language. Mm -hmm. So that's my bet. So that gets me my 20%. So mm -hmm. next week, I'll be betting with 1,210. Yeah. Yeah, you'd, yeah. Want to, you'd want to be confident. Luke Beveridge has other ideas on your Melbourne tip there, Brandy. Now, the $100 play, you guys have got $100 each. Is that right for a tip each week? Where are you there? Best bet of the weekend. So I've picked out a multi here, and I'm going to start with Geelong, Melbourne, the Giants, and also the Fremantle Dockers, Ooh. all to win. Yep. It gets me to about 585 what about you, Jono? Mine's not too distant, similar to that. Uh, I've gone with uh, Richmond to win tonight into Geelong, Melbourne and the Giants. So very similar. And before we go, uh, fellas, what kind of style of footy do you think we're going to be seeing this year? We've seen a defensive trend. We saw last year Geelong really lead the way in terms of opening the game up, more offensive, more goals. We saw Collingwood do something uh, similar. What, what kind of style of season do you think we're going to see in 2023? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's turned into more of an attacking style. We've seen Geelong were very strong defensively behind the football last year. They've gone on to be more aggressive with the, with the ball and they've won the flag. That's why I'm big on Fremantle. They've got their defence really well set now that now they need to actually be more aggressive with the footy and kick more goals if they want to be a premiership contender. So um, all those top four sides, top five that are going to be contending, they like scoring. That's what we're going to see a lot of. I don't of. think you should be allowed to zone. I think all out attack. Mm. How do you think we went first episode, Bernie? Um, me and Stevie were really good. <laughs> I thought you'd say something like that. All right, I've got work to do on the training track this week. Hopefully Simon Goodman doesn't kick me out of another training session. Thank you, Steve Johnson and Nathan Brown. I've been Jay Clark. We will see you next week on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sports bet. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.